0: Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm really, really excited to have Cheryl with me. We are going to be talking about speaking your truth. So hi, Cheryl, how are you?
1: <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, good. Oh. I'm glad we're here finally. But uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And I always I have feel to like... say, sorry, yeah. my dog sits next to me. So if, if a ginger dog pops up, just carry on. She's always next
0: to me. Fine. So. She's always there. That's fine. She's um, <laughs> I feel like my subscribers should know by now anyway, not to expect things to go to plan. So if I say 4.30 or actually 12.30 GMT, it's 4.30 here in Dubai, mm-hmm. um, you know, expect quarter to five because of quarter to one. Because I just, yeah, it's just, this is my life. <laughs>
1: you know, Dubai, it's interesting you say that because that's all about speaking the truth, isn't it? If you think about what doing, It's a real, like, unintentional but perfect segue into mm. what it is about speaking truth. Because as you were saying that, I sat there and thought, anybody who works with me, you never have to apologise for being late with me because I understand that lives are what they are, technology is what it is, we have things that are outside of our control. So when somebody will say to me, I'm so sorry, I'm late," like, I'm like, no need, never any need. No. Also, if you work with me, that's how it runs as well because, funny yeah. enough, I have a life and things happen. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and I won't apologize for that. You know, I won't mm. apologize, and that's I think a real bit. And I say to people, if that's not comfortable for you, then I'm not the human for you. With mm. love as well. You yeah, find someone who does it differently. But yeah. that's a big
0: and one that most. It's interesting before. because I I get really panicky about being late, and it's mm. not it doesn't come from a place of like anyone else it's like literally it's like if I'm late I get such bad anxiety and I can't settle then for the rest of the day so if I turn up to something even five minutes late I'm so panicked by the time I arrive that I'm just like stressed out so I try to like try to always be early for things because just simply because everyone else is like oh don't worry about it you know like people don't care and I'm like oh like turn up in a complete like mess kind mm. of like everything went wrong you know um, wrong. So. but it, it yeah.
1: it's a funny it's a funny one that though because I'm I'm the opposite so if I and I know you're like that because I've seen it on one of your posts where you said that's how it impacts you and it makes you feel mm. so I always have to be really mindful of who I work with because even coming to this today you sent me a message saying i'm waiting and i'm here and yeah. i was like and i was sort of trotting down and i, I knew that, around, yeah. yeah but i and we had issues with sort of firewalls and different things like that but that wouldn't ordinarily create me any concern whatsoever but i know it creates you concern because i've seen mm. it in your post before so mm. i'm starting thinking and i'm a sweary person thinking fuck you know yeah. there is to be worked up. To work <laughs> up but it would never bother me normally but yeah. I, it's that whole sort of mm. each other isn't it that consideration it is you.
0: It is if, definitely. If you have a drink with me, don't expect me to turn up on time. Okay, it's like my sister. She's like, yeah. don't just don't expect it. It's, I've never done it. I'm never going to. <laughs> like literally, she's just this is me and that's it. And I'm like, no, that's fair. Like if we're arranging anything, just tell her it's like half an hour earlier than it actually is, and then she'll yeah. Get the let time. me
1: tell you the thing with that with people like us. When people do that to me, now I sit there and I go, I bet we're not actually meeting at <laughs> They've just said that to me so then I'll go well I'll actually put some more time on it because no one will actually be there then so then we start double bluffing each other
0: yeah yeah it doesn't work does it and that's not speaking your truth that's all
1: <laughs> so, violence, you just sort yourselves out and I'll rock up when I'm ready I would never leave yeah. one person on their own in a bar though let me say no. that it? no but if there's a group of them I'll just catch you when I'm there
0: yeah. So fun. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so listen, we're talking about, <clears throat> we're talking about speaking your truth today. And that's mm-hmm. something that you and I have, um, touched on a few times on various posts on LinkedIn and we've had private conversations and taught and you kind of brought it to my attention. It wasn't something that I consciously knew about as, mm-hmm. as a, as a thing, if you like, um, I'm not great with words as as in i don't elaborate quite often on things i'm quite sort of to the point and then you will elaborate on things i've said and i'm like yes that is what i meant (laughs) what cheryl said basically every time so what do you what how do why is it so important to you why is speaking your truth so important to you well do you know i
1: was thinking about this general title speaking your truth and what it it, and i don't normally plan or prepare for any of these things i just turn on as, as i am but it made yeah. me think about it only sort of yesterday i was like it's funny that because it could mean a lot of things speaking your yeah. truth and yeah. something that i find really interesting about communication in general is making sure we understand what the other person means because we have different definitions of things mm-hmm. and when i was thinking about the title speaking your truth versus speaking the truth yes they're different aren't they they are yeah, they are ones just don't lie don't be a dick don't lie yeah and when you talk about speaking your truth i think that's more about knowing who you are as a human what you stand for what you won't tolerate
0: Mm.
1: and embodying that and living it and it doesn't have to and then it brings into because bear in mind i do like words and i'm a bit of a you know that's my sort of interest language then we go on to the the word speaking doesn't have to be speaking no it's being it's Mm. living it's showing it's demonstrating it's communicating in what you say and what you don't say who you stand with and who you don't stand with and Mm. i think that's speaking your truth and it's interesting you say you'd never consciously really thought about it you live it Mm. in everything you do you don't have to say you speak your truth because you you just do yeah that's one of the things that has made me really aligned with who you are and I mean, there's lots of other things as well. There's lots of other things that I'm, I'm definitely a fan of yours. The Last time we got on, where we were like, no, I'm a fan of yours. No, I'm a fan of yours. Yeah, but
0: yeah, hey, a... I love you, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but, and so there's lots of things I love about you. But one of the things I love about you the most is that you speak your truth and the truth in that moment, and truths can change and develop and grow and mm. evolve. So who we were a year ago and what we said then doesn't have to be who we are today, but you're so brave in doing that. And if Mm. people disagree with you, you're willing to stand there. You're willing to go, Mm. but that's just me. Mm. I'm not trying to be you and I'm not trying to tell you what to be. This is me. And it's one of my huge admirations of
0: you. You do it all the time. I think that I, I was quite naive to it when I first joined LinkedIn because Mm. I didn't, have such an impact then because i didn't not not as many people saw my content and i would just say stuff in in the same way i would just say it in life <laughs> on linkedin and not think anything of it and then all of a sudden people sort of would really take offense or would completely disagree or in some cases just be completely vile and and i and i i remember sort of thinking oh like, that's so strange. I, I, I used to just be, like, like, really taking it to heart. And, you know, sort of, there were times where I just deleted my LinkedIn account. I was like, I can't handle this anymore. Um, and, and as time went on and I got more followers, I, it, and I, and it became more well-known, I guess, it, it became so much harder because I was so free with it in the mm-hmm. early days because it didn't have so much of an impact. And then all of a sudden people started to say things like, you know, um, I remember one in particular, um when I had posted about getting the new car, and I had to put the video on and I'd had this video made and it it was great, and I, and I was so proud and happy. And it was that's great, Jerry. How much have you donated to charity this year? I remember that. And, and, yeah. And that one, and I remember going and I was and and the problem is is that I'm always really sarcastic. So I'll say something like like. Can be taken really out of context, but I will Mm. always just be like really narky back because I don't want to get into an actual like that's probably where I differ to you because you're so eloquent with your words and you have a way of putting things across. Whereas I just think, oh, shush, right? (laughs) So instead of actually, but I remember going like, why would I have to explain myself to you? And she was like, but you, but she was like, but you do because you have a corporate responsibility to everybody that can see what you're doing. And I remember thinking about it, thinking, God, I don't want that. Like I don't want any responsibility for anyone else, like literally, and I've kind of ended up with it.
1: That makes me really mad, though. And can I swear? I always have to do You absolutely it. can. <laughs> yeah, please well, do. <laughs> yeah, good. Because otherwise, I wouldn't be speaking my truth. But I also no exactly. <laughs> um, as you were talking, then the words that came to me were "Go fuck yourself." Mm. you don't have any obligation and these are boundaries that we are entitled to put in place for our own sanity and protection and they are non-just you don't have to justify yourself you don't have to explain yourself the non-negotiables and I remember that post I mean mm. god haven't people got a lot of upset over your car
0: yeah a lot a lot and it, and it was it's interesting because right. I know and, and I feel like The problem is not the problem the thing that i tend to do or i have always done is i will then play up to it because i think it's a little bit funny so when i know when i know people are livid about it like i will then kind of go the other way and act like you know i'm i'm Bragging, I'm absolutely not bragging, I'm just proud, and that's a totally different thing. And, and I'm trying to. to, yeah, and I'm allowed to be proud and I'm allowed to try and inspire people and all those kind of things. And I'm, but then when people try and tear you down, and a lot of people did about the cut, it was really interesting. Um, It was really interesting how it really, really wound people up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for various different reasons, you know, but people have their own reasons for feeling triggered by that, um, and that's that's on them. But it, yeah, I just remember that for me was the point when I realised that I felt like I can't just say what I want anymore. I just can't because it's almost not worth the volume now because it's so much bigger of having to you know deal with this onslaught of unhappy people they're just jealous <laughs> on the then, comments <laughs> absolutely
1: on. they are and and i'm going to sort of follow that for whom's threads there but before i do what what bothers me about that is and they are diminishing all the goods that you do mm. so all the good that you do and the people you're an inspiration to people people seeing you're like what she's got what that over there that's what i want to do and i do a lot of work and you know you know what my job is i do a lot of work with um within my coaching and about people and i just did a um a session on it and it sounded like i was some like sort of dark witch it was called embrace the darkness and what that was about was i was like oh, this is not voodoo we're not doing anything like that but you can have these negatives there there's luke by the way he was there
0: yeah <laughs> i just wanted to spin in it i was just happy yeah. for you and that you could reward your success love it yeah. loved it thank it you
1: great, luke <laughs> quite too but when we did the darkness session, which Luke was part of, actually, um, it was about understanding when you get these feelings. So the jealousy that Fahim's talking about, these people sat there and they were jealous of your success in your car and also your courage to be proud of yourself because they would never have dared step out in public and gone, look at me, look what I did. Yeah. So they were jealous of so many facets of your life. But what they did is they decided to attack you for it instead of, Using a huge opportunity of what you've done by putting a mirror up and going, why am I feeling this way? Mm. Why am I feeling this way and pointing at Jerry about it instead of looking Mm. back to me? And if they'd have done that, they could have gone, do you know what? I'm jealous. And the reason I'm jealous is because I want some of that. So how can I go and make my life successful? They missed a huge opportunity to turn it round and galvanize action from a dark feeling that they had. And that is
0: Well, and i think it's an issue no and that's no and you, and that's the thing like it's it's how it and it knocks me back on occasion that it's how i then deal with that do i you know i'm definitely not my full self online i would say i'm about 90% okay and i definitely used to be my full self and i just said whatever and I, and my posts were much more interesting i think like a few years ago because I would just go blah 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 like this just happened and I can't believe it and you know mm-hmm. and uh, you know I remember putting a post on once again this was years ago saying that a particular school receptionist was so rude
1: mm-hmm. and she
0: was always so rude and every time I'd go in I would just ask like a normal question and she just rude and like why and I'd, I'm like why 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 are you in that job do you know what I mean like what there's no need for it kind of I thing and I was like oh it's like doctor's receptionist you know like and then everyone was like kind of we were like laughing and joking about it and then again someone was very angry about it and saying you know what you should do is you should see if they're okay and you know you should be you should have empathy and you should and and i'm thinking like and, and it ended up in actually quite a big argument mm-hmm. and he really was like i'll never work with you or anyone on this post that thinks it's funny like da, da, da. and. And because a lot of my the things I used to say were always quite lighthearted, I, mm. people don't necessarily get that from what I've written. I know how I intend it. I yeah. know that it's a little bit of fun. It's a little bit entertaining. Like, I'm trying to lighten the mood. And people don't always get that from... Like, you can't always communicate that in the written word, basically, unless you mm. put a disclaimer underneath every single one going, please don't put this to heart, like... No one was hurt in the making of this post. Like, you know, like you just can't. Um, gothy is, but um, how many employees did you pay that year contributing to the economy? Exactly. Like I did, I, you know, I have a team of people that I pay and it's not just about the car. It's about what the car represents and the the, the company and everything. So, yeah, that's true. But but, but even so,
1: this is something, and again, I, we, we actually came up in a session yesterday, but it's something, I was going to do a TED talk on it. So... Next year, I'm probably going to be doing a TED Talk. We had oh to cancel God. the TED Talks, but they've been moved to next year. So I am doing a TED Talk. I think the world is full of, and this is going to sound really, this could trigger someone, so trigger warning, um, which I also think is a bit of bullshit as well, that we shouldn't have to do that because I think no, we triggered is an opportunity to respond to it and to mm. heal itself. So you shouldn't have to apologise for that, but each to their own. Um, but I think the world at the minute and I and I can see a real trend of this happening. And bear in mind, I was I've been sexually assaulted in the workplace, so I was hashtag. However, I think the pendulum swung the other way, and I think right here and right now we're in a position where people are desperate to be a victim of someone else. How can I find a you know something that you've done to hurt me? You know mm-hmm. what you were saying there about that you know receptionist the receptionist wasn't on the post, was she? She wasn't in the audience. So all these people are like almost borrowing pain from someone else. Let yeah. me go and take your problem and make it mine and be traumatized mm. about what you've said and yes, have this response. And these people are like almost living and breathing someone else's trauma because we need yes. to be traumatized. And, That's not a healthy way to be. No wonder mental health is going through the roof because Mm. we don't just feel our own problems at the minute. We feel everybody's and we Mm. find a way to attack someone. So I think we've got a world of accidental, uh, sorry, willing victims and accidental perpetrators. Genuinely. Mm. Someone, Mm. you are a problem to someone by mistake. You did nothing, but you're, you're the problem now.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because I put a post on a couple of days ago. Again, I, you probably would have seen it, but it was um, saying, you know, when when you're hated. Yeah, so I put the post on about how, you know, and it's something I'd sort of seen read somewhere. and I'd kind of interpreted it my way, but kind of when you're hated, that's when you've made it in a way. And then again, it's so subjective, made it, you know, made it is absolutely the most subjective thing ever right what i think has made it's totally different to what you think and everybody else thinks okay but someone was like you know i don't think i would i'd rather just not be hated right so would i (laughs) i'd much rather not be hated by anybody there's people that hate david attenborough it's not you know the the person on my post was trying to make a point that like what you're doing to be hated like i'd rather just i'd rather just not be hated and I'm like I I get what you're trying to say yeah and I agree with you I don't want to be hated but you can't help it you cannot help I can just literally like I say people hate David Attenborough they're like nicest person ever right there are some people that hate him it doesn't matter what you do or say I will be hated by someone somewhere so, you just have to carry on regardless, right?
1: And you know, when you say you, when you've, the bit about, you know, you've made it when you're hated, I actually think what that means in terms of the subjectivity of the you've made it is actually in a spiritual or mental, mental and emotional capacity. Yes. When you're yes. comfortable in the discomfort or when you're comfortable yes. being disliked, you're free. Yes. You're absolutely yes, that is, free. That is it. So, I think that's the purest way for me, whatever your subjectivity is on the made it. But if I don't, if all of a sudden I'm not trying to appease you or try and make you safe or happy, and I'm just living my life, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to go out there and be a wanker to people, but you know, like living my life, but I'm not terrified of your judgment. The Mm. only person I should care about is when I look in the mirror, you know, and and can I answer my own values and beliefs? Yeah. Yeah. If I can do that, then actually that. You know Joe over there who thinks I'm a knobhead, and that's like that's on him, you know. Because, yes, like you say, if he hates David Attenborough, I mean, show me these people. I know, I'll, I'll exactly. sit down and have a word. But I know
0: he's a national, I know treasure. <laughs> be, come
1: on. yeah, yeah. I know, I know, yeah.
0: Um, but there'll always be somebody, so there'll always be somebody, and it's absolutely exhausting to try to not be hated or disliked or, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's you can spend all your time worrying. I could literally worry about it all day long. And it, you know, people that don't post much online, someone will dislike them. Someone that posts all the time online, you know, it doesn't matter. I could literally say, you know, oh, I had a lovely day out today with the family. And someone will say, this is not the place to be posting about yeah. your family, you know, and, and they'll they'll be fuming about it. And and you can't, and that's the thing. It's just absolutely exhausting. And you get to the point where you're right. You just go, oh, I just don't care. Like, I'm not hurting anybody. And that was kind of my response to the
1: uh-huh. person
0: that put the comment was like, all I'm doing is living my best life or trying to live my best life and help people. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm trying to do. So if, if by doing that, people dislike me, um, I I can't do anything about it. <laughs> like you know, you just got to go with it.
1: Exactly. And, and you know, i I I come from a fam, my mum and dad, I'll just quickly tell you this, My mum is the nicest woman you'll ever meet. She sits on the fence. She's kind. She's lovely. She's jolly. She'll, you know, she, she'll make everything go away. Drives me mental. Yeah. <laughs> my dad on the other hand, and my parents are split up and it was my mum that I saw, saw, but I'm genetically my dad's daughter. I know I am. He is, a de- he likes to debate. He likes to understand. He likes to look under things and pull it to parts and put it back together again. And that's more me. I'm like, Mm. why Why do we do that? And why do you think that? And I want to understand, I want to learn more. And I exhaust my mum. John, my partner is more like my mum. He's just very sit on the fence, mellow. I am the head case, because I have And to me, that's not an argument, that's just understanding. Mm. But I think there's, when we talk about like, again, speaking your truth, there'll be things that you have an opinion on that I have the opposite opinion on. But to me, that doesn't have to be a problem. That's actually really exciting. It's like, yeah. ooh, why do you think that, Jerry? Why do you think yeah, the other yeah.
0: way?
1: I love if if I go into my friendship group or even my social media like network group, and if everyone thought the same thing as me, I'd be bored stiff. Because mm-hmm. how do you learn otherwise? You can't. But I tell you what, people don't do, and this is you know similar to what we've been the thread of what we've been saying here, and it's again with what Fahim was saying about they're jealous. They don't. People want to look outside of themselves for the problem. Mm-hmm. They want to look everyone else the issue instead of going, why what 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 is it about me that this why do I get bothered by this? Why am I bothered by yeah. Jerry's willingness to talk and be open? Yeah. There's a problem there, but they don't look at themselves, they look at you. And people need to yeah. start turning that inward. What can I do yeah. differently?
0: Definitely. I Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um alistair has said um it is funny i started out being very conservative and corporate but it was meeting jerry and reading content that enabled me to be me which now gets me into all sorts of trouble and a laughing emoji it is hard. um it is harder trying to be 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 vanilla all of the time is much Mm -hmm. harder it is it is Mm -hmm. and and if you do that like I remember times where I put a picture on of um, like Fran, my office manager. So like years ago, she's been with me since day one, years ago. And like in our new office that we had back then, and like, you know, proud at her desk. And I was like, she joined me in my garage. And now we're in an office, you know, really happy post. Like, I'm so excited that we've got our first little office and here's Fran and everything. And the people were so nice. And then, you know, someone was like, Why would you have the wires like that? Like, it looks awful. And I hadn't even seen in the picture that the wires looked weird. Like, I wouldn't, I would And I was like, how have you missed, you've, you've missed the entire point of the post. And then you've said something negative. And you're absolutely right. Like, that's a them, something's wrong with them. As in, they have an issue and they're projecting onto me. But I remember thinking, wow, if you can find something negative in such a lovely, happy post, like, go get some. Then, yeah. Then trying to be vanilla. It, if you, it doesn't work. You could, you, you're still not going to be vanilla to everyone. You just won't. Well, well in that sense, and
1: you know, talking about the vanilla thing, you almost need to tell them, I think you need to go and have a word with yourself. I think you need to go and inspect your life. That if you can find there's something so beautiful and
0: you can find the one
1: thing that in your opinion needs changing, jog on honestly. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely do. And, and that's the thing. You won't just, I've I've realized that my saying is you can let it bother you but don't let it stop you I have this yeah. conversation with a lot of people where they say to me how do you deal with trolls how do you deal with people being unkind saying not very nice things to you online because obviously you get it quite a lot and I don't get it a lot but you know what I mean like I've got a bigger presence now so naturally yeah. like statistically I get mm-hmm. more um, and I say do you know what because they're like oh doesn't it just really bother you and I go yeah like it does bother me. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, I was like some days I literally will just delete LinkedIn for like two weeks because I, mm-hmm. I just need space. I, I'm, I'm a human being and it absolutely don't, don't think for a second it doesn't bother me because it does bother me, mm-hmm. but it does not stop me. And that's the difference. I'm like, so you can let it bother you and you can deal with it however you need to deal with it, mm-hmm. but you've got to carry on, you know, yeah. you've absolutely got to carry on and
1: but i think that's again another distinguishing factor about you is and i think the world is often dictated by fear so i think even though it hurts you you might, you don't you don't suppress it you don't deny it you know it's there you know you're human you don't change because of it and you get back up and go again but that's why you're financially successful that's why you employ people that's why you've got your academy that's why you've got this Dream life, why you've got a family who worship you because you get back up again. You go, we go again. No, but it yeah. is, and, and that is the difference. You know, anyone who's watching this, or anyone you know at any point that's thinking about these things, the difference between the successful and the and, and the not so successful is getting back up again. You mm-hmm. get knocked, you get hurt, you get bruised, bleed a bit sometimes. You know, however hard it is, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You, know, you do this, you dust yourself down, you go, we go again. Yeah, that and my we go again when yeah. I watch and i you know it's funny let me just say this it makes me laugh when you go and and fran fran's being with me we know i know all about yes. fran because i follow yeah. you is <laughs> you telling me if everyone to,
0: else is like we, we know, know. <laughs> you
1: know like, else, i remember the post when you're like this is one picture and this is the other and this is where we started from i know aren't on linkedin know about you started in your garage
0: <laughs> i know it's <laughs> it mad. It mad it is mad bridge yeah <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Right, You've got a few more um, comments and things. So let's read these out. So yeah. Matt has said, we've got to step out of the paradigm we are all living in and things will get much, much better. Um, you're probably better to respond to that, Cheryl. Well, I'd love your... to
1: know, because Matt knowledge. said that about the paradigm earlier on. So if Matt's still listening, I would love to know actually genuinely his opinion, what, what his description of the paradigm is that we're living because he was saying it to an earlier part of the conversation. Um, right. and I think it was about our social media, but I'm not, I'm not sure. 100%. There could be a different paradigms depending upon what he means. So Matt, if you're still listening tell us what paradigm you mean and we'll respond to it in a more full,
0: full capacity. Yeah. Um, Perfect. So I'll leave yeah. it there until he comes back to us. Um, Luke, lovely Luke has said <laughs> question. In in speaking your truth, should we be open to challenge and discussion of that truth? And I mean genuine, non-victim mentality challenge and discussion. So, I think I have got a lot better (laughs) at accepting that people disagree with me quite often, right? And I've realised—I remember someone saying once—and they they put it, they worded it so well, and they were absolutely disagreeing with me, but they worded it so well, and they. Maybe <laughs> no, no. It was a guy. I remember it was a guy, and he said, "You know, it's so important that we talk about the fact that we disagree." Yeah, and I, you know, don't you should want people to disagree with you because that's how we learn. That's how we talk. That's how we. And I was like, I feel like there's been a few times I've said things, and then based on the responses, I've actually changed my opinion. And. Mm. I never thought I would, but I've, I've had conversations with people. and I've gone, oh, I didn't actually think about that. Yeah. And no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And and I've changed other people's opinions by things I've said and they've gone, I just never thought about it that way. And I'm like, you know, when he said that, I thought, yes, I, I actually do want that. I do want that mm. discussion with people when it's polite mm. and respectful.
1: And it's interesting you say that because the alternative to that is an echo chamber. And we hear people yes. really, you know, I hate some of these sort of terms echo chamber, but when when I used to work in financial services before before I started as a coach, I used to. You, you always have those people in office when you work in corporate buildings where, and there's hundreds of people where there's always someone who just. Negative about everything you say, and mm-hmm. people would sit in management meetings and there'd be one on each team and people would be like, me, me, "We don't like that person," and i be like, oh, "I love that person." Mm-hmm. I was like, "What do you mean?" I went, "That person on your team." If I have got something that I'm going about to launch or an idea or whatever, I go and find, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen you talking to whoever on my team. i am like, because if you ever want someone,
0: you know, they hate me.
1: They literally snarl at me as I walk past them. I said, so I'll go and read this, what do you think? And they're like, why are you asking me? Because if anyone's gonna tell me I'm wrong, it's you. Mm. So you were my risk manager. That's how I used to see it. So everyone else would go, yeah, yeah, that's brilliant, Cheryl. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful, let's do it. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want you to just say yes. If I'm wrong, Tell me, have the courage to tell me I'm talking shit. So I'd go and yeah. find that person, seek them out, and yeah. ask them for their feedback. And then, yeah. if they told me, you know, don't get me wrong, they might rip it to bits, and I might think, well, you went a bit far on that one. I think you're right. But then, but you listen to what they've got to say, and you just, but you decide what you do with their truth.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: so for me, Luke, it's an absolute. Don't just. Incu- I go and seek out that person that will disagree with me. And, and give them permission, full permission. I was like, I can take this. You know, I'm a big girl. I can take it. Tell yeah, yeah, yeah. Me tell me where I've messed up. Because yeah. then I can go and make amendments to it. But then what I always do, and I think this is really important, is credit that person. Because so yeah. often than not, people get knocked for speaking their truth. And they'll be like, they well, do. that was a bit cruel, a bit harsh. Whereas I actually go, and I just want to thank that person because no one else had the courage to tell me what a load of rubbish I was talking that person yeah. did. So thank you for having the courage to stand up and certainly standing up to someone in a position of power yeah so if you're in a, like an employer position and you own a business and you employ people we may mm-hmm. always think that people are telling us the truth but you've got to create a culture of hard truth and then not reacting badly to it
0: yes yeah definitely right. and i've i've now got to a point i think that was a crucial change in my business where i went from I think I know everything and my way is the right way. And, you know, people that work for me who are no longer working for me for various reasons, but it just wasn't the right, it it wasn't um, working. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, I don't know how the penny dropped or what happened. I think it was actually a case of I employed certain people that challenged me. They still challenge me now, and because they challenge me and my business is so much better, it is so, it is so so, much better, you know, getting people that I have my strengths and they have their strengths and they will quite often go, hear what you're saying, but because <laughs> I'm like the entrepreneurial, like we're going to do this, we're going to do that, blah, 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 blah. you know, like crazy kind of change my mind every day. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, can we just, <laughs> we don't think that's the right thing. <laughs> these reasons and I'm like okay yeah I didn't think about that so you know it's it's so true and you know I think I'm just so glad that I have these people that are courageous and do what we all try to do is what is best for the business and Mm -hmm. sometimes we make emotional decisions all of us not just me um and we realize and it's like we made an emotional decision then. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that it was a wrong decision, but it was an emotional one. So, rather than you, a, you know, and it's, and they're not always wrong, but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I said to a ma- one of my managers once, oh, what was your decision about X, Y, Z? Mm-hmm. And he said, I hadn't actually decided when I went into the meeting, but because of whatever, I decided right there and then. That, yeah. And I went, so you, you made an emotional decision. And he said, yeah.
1: But was so, it the right
0: I think it was the right one if you would got about it the other way, but it just so (laughs) happened (laughs) Mm -hmm. to be, to be the right one. Um, so yeah, I don't think it it was fine. It was absolutely fine. And it it wasn't a problem, but you know, it's, it's always trying to put the business first. You know, we have to do that. We have to do Mm -hmm. what's right for the business because that is naturally what is right for the team. You know, what is right for the the clients. clients. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. The team and the clients, you know, because Mm -hmm. they are what the business is. Um, Alice, Alistair put, yay, I'm successful. Real life is gritty and you should always want to debate, discuss and retain your own opinion. Courage, confidence and resilience is what seems to be lacking in society today. What do you think about that? So I think personally, and and Alistair, I totally
1: agree with you, and courage for me, I think people are lacking courage. Um, I think people are scared, they're living from fear. They're living from sameness, so if I'm just same as the person next to me, the same as the person next to me, then I'm less likely to get called out or get hurt or lose. And we are, you know, as humans, we we are pack animals. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. But you've got to decide, and you, you you've got to decide whether you're a leader or a follower in society. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with either. But what I think people fail to understand is that it takes courage to be both. And there's ways of which you do it. And I think in society at the minute people feel so ground down and linking back to what i said earlier about people seem to want to be willing willing that was hard for me to say willing victims, <laughs> willing victims. <laughs> <laughs> i think, I th- I think society is changing and i think if we don't take a conscious choice and it's a, another thing that i love about what you do um jerry you're you're conscious in your decision making like even with that story that you just told us there about one of the managers you like you brought consciousness to the decision that he'd made, and mm-hmm. and made it present. But we're all just sort of sleepwalking,
0: mm.
1: and that's when we're talking about retaining your own opinion. It's almost like it's almost like we get browbeaten by the loudest people in the room. Yes, and people. And I'm a loud person, by the way. So I'm one of the I am one of the loudest people in the room. But we've got to create space for other people as well, and we've got to create mm. space for people to make mistakes yes it's okay yeah. to it wrong you know not you know if someone dies that's a different problem but most of the time yeah, of wrong, doesn't kill someone but no. allow people to be on their journey as well and allow people to develop their own thought process processes we don't do any of that we just shout right. at each other and on social media as well you oh know, my god
0: anyone... on on social media it's like i see i see people I see someone will put a comment on with a different point of view and mm-hmm. then someone will effectively shout at them, even though they're not mm-hmm. using capitals, but it's like they're being shouted at. And, you know, uh, you're, you know, how can you say that? Uh, like really aggressive. Mm-hmm. And the other person just doesn't respond again. Yeah. And you can tell they're probably thinking, oh, I, no, just well, I, can't, I don't, I don't want to. Whereas if someone had said, okay, see your point, but what about this? You know, or appreciate where you're coming from, but have you thought about this side of things? You know, and I think that's that's when you see discussion, but it doesn't happen very often on social media, it's just a, a shouting match.
1: Yeah, and it's and I don't think people actually give credit to how much effort it takes to respond in a healthy mm. way. Yeah, it, it's it takes like you know when you were saying earlier about all the stuff that you get, and sometimes you just you said at the beginning you went he said something which was a lovely compliment to me. He said that I'm, I articulate and go back, and sometimes you do. just like, I don't want to do that. But even, and I actually was thinking, it's funny the other way around, I was thinking I really admire the way you just go, "I'm not interested," because yeah. I can't. I sit there and I'm like, oh, I yeah. can't opportunity pass to help this person understand my yeah. perspective because I think everything's an opportunity. That's yes, exhausting sometimes, yeah, that is it really is so. I yeah. almost like want to learn from your school of thought as well to go because this is another thing. When I was thinking yesterday about what does speak your truth mean, doesn't mean you always have to speak. Sometimes, yeah. actually, silence can speak your truth, mm-hmm. you don't have to speak, yeah. And I and I have almost have to tell myself that more often than not, mm-hmm. based upon. I've just said that I think it's an opportunity to talk. Sometimes I think it's an opportunity to cut someone out as well and say, yes, don't warrant my attention. No, That's my truth.
0: So many people don't. And that's, you know, I block a lot of people a lot, you know, on a daily basis, I block people because I I don't have the patience. You are much more patient than I am with responding to people. I think because I don't feel confident in the written word, like as in, Mm. I'm fine and I can post things in my own kind of way of saying it, but I don't, I know what I want to say a lot of the time, but to try and articulate that would be too exhausting for me. So I just kind of literally will just avoid it. And then if people are even remotely sarky, anything that's not respectful, I'm like block. I just don't want to see it. Don't deal with it. Um, Whereas I think you are just much better at kind of because you explain things in such a lovely way, you know, you, I've seen you full on disagree with people in the most beautiful way. Like, I, or I read it and I'm literally like, oh, like, I just love it. And like, when I see a notification that you've commented, I get so excited. I'm like, what? And then I see like this paragraph and I'm like, oh, can't wait to read it. Like, I just, honestly, like, I just, that uh, you are just so, you put your point across so well. And I think that is just such a skill. Like not many people have that. Do you know what? I would love to do?
1: I'm going to have to come over to Dubai for this. I would love, I would love to come over. Us go out on a night out, and you see me verbally do what I do in a written form. Mm. Because um, I'm much politer in written form because people can take text in so many different ways. So I don't oh, leave any. I try not to leave anything to chance. But when I'm not writing. I've got all this, so I don't have right. to quite, I mean, don't get me wrong. I can articulate myself, but my face says a lot more than my words do. Yeah, so it, yeah. Honestly, people, my friends, when we go out, they'll be like, what? And my nickname's C-Bomb. So like watch C-Bomb put this person to bed. Yeah. Cause I <laughs> oh <my laughs> C bomb deal with this and they're like, <laughs> "You can put people in a box and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm proud of that, but I sort of am a bit as well. Cause if I need yeah. to just like, Go fucking sort your life out. Not on my watch. But we have to, you know. Coming back to the point of blocking people, I try hard not to block people. So if you get blocked by me, you've
0: really pushed a button.
1: You know, that's quite a long fuse. Because you have
0: much more tolerance than I do with that hundred percent.
1: But that doesn't make my way right or your way wrong. It doesn't make your way right. It just makes us personal to what we need. And there will be times when, for example, over, you know, when the Roe versus Wade situation came out, abortions in America, I was, I was on holiday, actually. I was in Egypt, around Nepal, and that, I knew that decision was coming. So it came because it had been rumbling for a while. And some of the things I saw, the aggressions against women having choices and horrific things, you know, like, then I, you know, we won't, go, but like there was a 10 year old little girl that had been hurt and raped and she was pregnant and she'd have to have that baby now. So I was like raging, like the yeah. rage in me coming from it, thinking of a little girl and her little right. girl body. So, and there were people going, well, that's what God intended. And so all my niceness, literally like, you're a fucking prick. You yeah. know, like that's the yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. there was yeah, no yeah. Like filter of, you know, be nice to these people. Um, no. And I have no apologies for that. And I blocked yeah. so many people at that time because whilst I'm all about speaking your truth, and this is a really important thing. And just so you know, I'm just, my, for some reason, I can't see the chat anymore. So if people are chatting, okay. I can't see well, them, I'll true. let you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: It's just said that it, all of a sudden it said that now my chat's in, invalid. Um, how dare you when we're speaking our truth? Oh, I know, is- yeah. <laughs> 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 you know I'm to silence me. Um, when... Where was I even up to that? What, about speaking your truth. One thing I always say to people from a communication perspective is you can speak all you want, but I don't have to listen. Yes. So talk to whoever, you want. but if it offends me, if I'm not interested in it, I will mm-hmm. shut this shit down and I'm gone. Yeah. And
0: yeah. if
1: we actually want to step close to one another as human beings, we have to find a way to communicate that's palatable to, to our audience. So if I want to try and help somebody understand something that I'm really passionate about, I might have to consider how you want to be communicated with rather than me just communicating. Well, that's a choice I make, or I can just rant into the wind if I want it, it, but it's my choice, but it's your choice whether you want to listen. And I think that's the
0: important thing about truths. You don't get the right to force people to listen to your truths. No, that's, and that is just such a, um, such an interesting thing. It makes me think about, um, I was just, sorry, let me just read a couple of things out before I go into that. Um, Jane Deeks, Deeks of Consultancy, has said, I ha- I'm glad you haven't blocked me, Jerry. I haven't. And Jane is another one that definitely speaks her truth. She said a few things. I've watched what Jane comments and I'm like, hilarious. And sometimes it's like she disagrees with me, but like she, in just a nice way. Um, uh, love you, Jane. And Alistair has said, have either of you ever been banned by the LinkedIn police? I have not. Um, oh, I got my account suspended because of the, activity that went through the roof Mm. that was to do with, they thought I was using bots, but that wasn't like I haven't actually been banned for anything I've posted or said. Have you, Cheryl? I've never been banned, but I've
1: had comments removed, but I've had comments removed. Yeah. And I, interestingly though, I've had, I've also had comments removed and then months later they've reassessed it and gone. We shouldn't have. um... Yes. I've had that. Yeah. It's, I had one where I did three in one day and at the same day it had removed another one. And I was like, you were obviously going through a training session at LinkedIn. Yeah. Mine is normally from being sweary. Um ah, yeah. which it's it which I find interesting because I'm we've talked about this a bit as well. I'm a real passionate person about language and language we can't deny it involved it has evolved and it involves swearing now. That's normal. Mm-hmm. It's not but if someone doesn't like it, then don't don't follow me. You know? Yeah, <laughs> don't, exactly. Don't exactly. So no yeah. never been banned i don't i don't no. think really con- i don't think i've ever You know, like you were saying about haters i i have some haters but they tend to be like extreme misogynists who mm. you know like so i'm quite happy to be hated by them but i don't think in the main i'm that controversial to be banned no
0: no i don't think you are and i think because you're so good at putting a point across in such a articulate way um mm. i think that I couldn't imagine you'd get into um, any issues mm-hmm. with that, but I was going to say you- on your point about. People people- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wonderful wonder what's going Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. About your point about um, people don't have to listen and well, we don't have mm-hmm. to listen. And we don't have to, we can say what we want. It reminded me of when the queen passed away and mm-hmm. I was so upset about it. I was actually more upset about it than I would have thought I would have been. Um, And it just really affected me. And what affected me was having to see a lot of people say negative things about the royal family and, you know, about the queen herself.
1: Yeah. A terrorist and a war criminal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All Mm -hmm. those kind of things about her and, you know, and I just wasn't able to deal with it as it like I just I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to have conversations. It's like you saying you don't have to. Like I was like, I, I'm not interested. Like I'm literally going to come off of it. Yeah, we do, talked about well, it. Yeah, yeah. You were, you yeah,
1: yeah. Were like, It was one of my favorite things where you said something. And I went, you do make me laugh, and you were like,
0: I may make you laugh, but I still mean it. And I was like, she's says she's yeah. just. Well, I, you were like, I, I was so like because like, I think I'm you were like, 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 I, you were like, I'll be ready to have these conversations in like. And you were like, a day I'm or not. two, and I'm like, I'm not. I'm just not though. <laughs>
1: you know, it's it really funny. I remember getting that um, that notification and reading it, and when I and it and it's one of those things where you don't know. Again, if people know, because when I was saying you were funny, I thought I wonder for a second. Like, I wonder if she thinks I'm you're so funny, but I was like you're so funny. I love how you're truthful with everything. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about this shit. I don't care. Um, yeah. But I was willing to have that conversation, Um, and actually. I went. I ended up going on um, like a a live panel with and he, he, the chap called Dale. He's an accountant, so you may may know him.
0: I'm really rubbish um, who people are.
1: Well, it ended. It, we went on. It was about racism um, because I posed the question that the Queen was being accused of. Being, you know, she was racist. The royal family racist. And I, you know, my grandma said some things. And you know, my grandma's dead now. My grandma in my lifetime said some things that I'd be like grandma you can't say that you 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 can't say that anymore though those that language is not to be used and she genuinely would look at me and go why though because that's what we would like doesn't matter grandma today? <laughs> you can't say yeah, it can't say it yeah so is my grandma racist because you know mm. she was an old little old lady who was learning a new world you know she was mm. Because life changes, and now I look—you know, like you made reference Ross from Friends at the beginning of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch Friends now. I'm a big Friends fan, by the way. So I, when yeah, you said same. about, I'm fine. I don't yeah. know why my voice is doing this, but I'm fine. Yeah,
0: when yeah, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. 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 <laughs> and he goes yeah. and
1: gets a picture of margaritas. Yeah. Um, so you can see I'm a fan. But now I watch Friends, and I'm like, oh my god, you can't say that now.
0: That was only 20 years
1: ago. I know, I say the same. So it just shows how much things move by. So I actually think if any of us looked back over our own childhood and our own adulthood, and I, was saying, I know I will have said things that in today's age would have been called sexist or racist or ableist or ageist or, you know, some other-ist. Mm. But I can't erase that truth of who I was. But it's about your intention when you do it. You know was i trying to be any of those things no back then it was a different era to where we are now mm-hmm. but i think we're in such a world today where we're almost like we we, we can't be who we say we're going to be and that conversation just going looping back to the conversation about the queen that prompted this um almost live about race it was for me it was horrific it was a really uncomfortable painful and if anybody you know who was part of that who's watching it, it was. It was horrific, being asked to talk about race, and I was the only white person on the call as well. And they did sort of like, you know, like Dale laughed and he said that wasn't intentional. You know, like it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, like Cheryl. Oh,
0: like, is it Dale? Dale Rodriguez. Yes.
1: Oh, I know Dale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. yeah I know Dale he Rodriguez. It was so yeah. like this is just how it's ended up, not intentional. But it was a really difficult thing. So I was willing to, you know, like you said, you weren't willing to have the conversation about the Queen. I had the conversation, felt sick about it. Literally came off and cried because it was so painful. And so sometimes you sit there and you think, I wanted to speak the truth. I wanted to open up a space. And by the way, it wasn't anything to do with anyone on the call that made that. It was just a difficult topic
0: to mm, be part of. Yeah.
1: It was horrific, but it didn't mean that I, I wasn't willing to have it. And it doesn't mean I wouldn't yeah. be willing to have it again. But all I know is it will cost me to have it but I'm yeah. willing to pay that price. But I think equally you don't have to. No. Yeah. You know, there's no obligation no. on any of us to do Like I no. got off the call that call that I was sent, and John saw me and I was crying and he was like, why did you put yourself into these situations? He said, nobody would do this, but you Cheryl, he says, you're willing to hurt yourself to help other people. He said, I've never, and he's always like, cause he's much more, you know, no, yeah. don't do it. And he yeah. went, I just don't know anyone who's willing to sacrifice herself for others. And I was like, because I'm hoping the world will get a better place.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean well, it's not easy, <laughs> No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, Jane has said I've never been banned off social media, but I've been thrown out of I've been thrown out of a few places. I also got a swear box for work secrets and to present once. I think you and Cheryl would get on really well if you're not already connected. We're not, but we should be fucking Jane. Connected. I, don't, yeah. I don't get a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Alistair has said, uh, I think we actually did touch on this earlier, but what do you think about posts starting with trigger warning, point of view warning? Mm. Personally, I think it is a little sad, but that might just be me. My, my teen now says, Dad, you can't say that. And I'm so proud of her that she will stand up and say no. Um, and that's it. That's important. It's about education. It's about learning. It's, you know, you, you can't, you know, all these things where like there'll be celebrities that said something 20 years ago and now they're cancelled. They can't they can not do anything. They can't and I'm like, but you can't, you know. And like, I think it was Kevin Hart that said, "I'm not. I apologise for what I said back then if it offended anybody, but I'm not apologising again." Like it's, and then yeah, he didn't you get to get be lost that. Oscars or something, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, it just where do you draw the line?
1: And it's an interesting cancel culture. I think. Ri- I think we have an obligation to consider the way we're talking today. So think about what we're saying today and think about who it is. So if you think about the trigger warning that Alistair mentioned, I think it's important to be consciously and intentionally aware of what it is we're saying, but I don't think we can protect everybody from everything. And, and Jerry, you mentioned it earlier, unless I put, you know, nobody was harmed in the making of this, your trigger, your disclaimer thing would be this long. It would go longer than the post. So I almost feel like, People need to start being self-managed and self-responsible. And I've mm. said it, you know, a few times about this call. It's not about me looking to you to blame you. It's So I personally don't think there should be trigger warnings. I won't put a trigger warning. I, mine won't say trigger warning. And if somebody is triggered by it, I'm happy to help them with that. So if they then want to say to me something about your post really... Because I did, a, a woman I know, I'd put something on about men being... It, I think it was last international men's day or around that time. And I said, it's not always women that are the victims. Men are the victims too. Mm-hmm. And a woman I know said, and I've worked with her, she went, your post really triggered me. It was horrible to see someone like you defending men. And she, she said, I've been a, a victim of domestic violence and I'm really struggling with it. And I had to take my child away. And I know that, you know, this woman's a brilliant woman and I was so sorry for what she'd been through, but I'm not sorry for what I said. It no. doesn't change what I said. And I'm not, she said, you should have put, you know, because I expect you to be like an empowerment for women. Well, actually, you know, yeah, I am. But that doesn't mean not at the, it's never at the expense of men. It's men. No. no, It's yeah. the expense of knobheads, men and women. Yeah. You know, I don't pick women over men. I'm not a no. Um, mm. I just happen to be a woman. So I talk yeah. from my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean, you know. So I said to her, I said, you know, I, I hear what you're saying and I'm sorry for what you've been through but I won't apologize for my post either. I'm not Absolutely. doing that. And I won't edit it to pacify right. your what your needs are, but I'm happy to talk you through it. If you need something from me, you know, mm-hmm. private, this was privately, but, but I won't be changing who I am and how I turn up in this world because if I did, I'd never turn up. Yeah. So I don't think you can put trigger warnings on things. And I think actually being triggered by something, if people have got the right mentality and health and don't get me wrong, I know there is mental health issues, but we can't cater for everybody sadly we can't but actually if you get triggered by something get curious as to why in mm. yourself don't go to the person ask yourself what is it about this person that brings something out in me what is mm. that what is that trying to teach me so so alistair no i'm not up for trigger warnings personally and all power did he say to his daughter i think he said yes yeah yes. oh, he
0: said teen i, but I think sorry. It, i think, um, I, I, think teen, I think it's teen i think is teen is yeah he said i'm proud of her oh he yeah. know. i'm proud of her no it is yeah yeah,
1: yeah. so I'm really proud of her too because actually one of the hardest relationships that you can stand up to is your parental or your caregiving relationships because to stand up to the people that have brought you up is almost to subconsciously reject their parenting. So the fact yeah. that you've created a space for your teen daughter to say, Dad, you're wrong, you can't do that, means that you've been a brilliant dad. So oh. all credit to you. She's got yeah, safety to, to challenge you. I love that. Yeah.
0: And that's so important And i know you and i have touched on parenting and stuff and that's a whole other podcast <laughs> a whole other podcast but um but it's and it's hard sometimes when the kids um have got a lot to say and don't you know don't want to accept what they're being told um and it is hard but i i try so hard to see their point of view i really, really do and they're nine and seven you know so i want to discuss it with them and i try to explain and i try and listen to what what they're saying and why they're saying it and it is oh. don't get me wrong i'm not absolutely not perfect and i sometimes nice. you know lose my shit um i'm talking quietly because they're there yes. um but i gather but uh, you know i do try and that's why i say things like you know if i haven't got a good reason you don't have to do anything i say mm-hmm. because it's not you have to sit over there because i said so you know, we're not we're not doing that in this household. Never. Um, Absolutely not. You know, and I actually quite like that. My nine year old has starting to get a bit of a attitude. I quite that's like it. <laughs> well, yeah. You know,
1: just, bear in mind, I've got stepchildren, so I don't have my own birth birth children. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have eleven year. I know that's literally what you know what that meant, don't you? As a woman, <laughs> yeah but I have an 11 year old stepson and a nine year old stepdaughter and he's gentle and quiet. And, and bear in mind, I came into the life, they moved in with me two years ago. I've been with their dad coming up six years. So, and we have half equal access. So 50, 50. Um, and they're, they're every, every aspect of my life as a non-biological mother is planned around these two children. Everything I do is planned around them. And it always will be. they, Nothing comes before them, not one thing, and it never, ever it will. You no, know, that, that's the choice I made. And when mm. I got with John, I fell in love with John. And when I met his children a year later, I was I was terrified because yeah. if I didn't love his children, or if I couldn't love his children, then me and John were over because yeah. I wouldn't be that step parent that saw her children as a burden or a problem. No, it was almost like going through a you know his our relationship back to end. Yeah, luckily didn't, and they were lovely. And yeah. I, if I could have gone to a pick. You know, pick a mix I'd have picked these two they would have been the ones but they're so shy and as you can tell I'm not so they're different yeah. to me and their dad's quiet and their mum's quiet so I'm trying to bring out something in them and I think they're quite compliant children so they're very well behaved mm-hmm. so I'm trying to bring out a bit of curiosity and yeah. challenge and yeah. so when like Cara she'll come home and she'll explain something to me she got told off at, something that happened at school and one child got treated one way and she got treated another way. And I'll go, did you ask why? She'll, I can't ask why, I'll get told off. I'm like, I'd be really surprised in school, they go to a Catholic school, so I'd be really surprised in this Catholic school, school's about learning. If you can't yeah. ask a question why about someone's human behaviour, then they're not encouraging yeah. you to learn. I said, and if they tell you off, I'll come and explain that to them. Yeah. I said, because we have to be about encouraging challenge in everything yeah. we do, it's because if you don't, and I always talk to Luke and Cara about the lesson behind the lesson, and they go, we don't know what you mean. And I'm like, I'm teaching you something, but I'm also teaching you why we mm. do that. I said, and I'm teaching you how, I said, if you don't become, cause I'm obviously about leadership coaching. So yes. I'll say, Luke will be like, Cheryl, I don't want to be a leader. And I'm like, don't want you to be a leader for anybody, Luke. I went, but you'll always be a leader. And he goes, what do you mean? And I, cause I, I'm gonna show you how to be the leader of yourself. Because yeah. if you don't lead who you are, someone else will. Yeah. So that's what I'm teaching you, how to know, how to make decisions for yourself, how to challenge authority. So, because yeah. just because someone said so, doesn't make it right. No. I need you to have this risk management approach where you know how to challenge in the right way, When that's what you'll get. So he said, John says, they should be t- paying you
0: thousands for this. I'm like, oh, Yeah, literally. You get it for yeah, free. they get it for free and they're very lucky and you're you, by the sounds of things you are lucky to have them yeah. they are lucky to have yeah. you yeah. um you know that's such a, a wonderful lovely thing you've said and you know i obviously speak from a place of just having my own children but mm. i when i talk to other people I, I always talk about children coming first you know that in in life in general of course my children come first in my life but i find it very difficult when I feel like that's not the case
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know conversations where people go oh you know almost that the kids are a bit of an inconvenience and oh, you know those them. kind of things and I can't handle it because I'm like they didn't ask to be born mm-hmm. okay they didn't they're only here because of you yeah so they are so precious and you know I just and I, I follow some parenting um, accounts on various online and things mm-hmm. and I've maybe missed the boat a little bit because I started watching it a lot of it's to do with toddlers and, mm-hmm. and kind of what you do with them. Not that I've ever been particularly strict cause I'm, I'm, I'm not a very strict you person, do. but, but, um, I watch a lot of it and I find it very fascinating thinking like they make me think all the time about how you, you know, every communication is a need. You know they're communicating a need no matter what it is yes. people always think that kids are being naughty i hear this all the time oh my three-year-old is so naughty and i'm like your three-year-old is three your three-year-old's age, communicating
1: with you it's,
0: it it's age, age-appropriate behavior like you know people will say things like oh she's so naughty we were leaving like nana and grandas and she screamed the place down and i go yeah because she didn't want to go and she's four she doesn't understand. So, she do, she doesn't her understand. Short life,
1: her short, yeah. She just knows she's leaving the things she. I don't want to go.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, it's not naughty, and I find all those kind of things. But yeah, we could talk about parenting like all day I, long. But I genuinely yeah.
1: think we could do another one of this because it's, we should.
0: It's a big thing, and I think if you understand yes. parenting,
1: you'll understand adulting.
0: Yes, because so much of it comes into well, both. We're, we're just kids in big bodies. Yeah. Yeah, because we talk about little, the mini little humans, the mini humans. The the
1: unmet needs, and it goes into trauma as an adult. But if you meet (laughs) the needs that your child, you as the child needed, you fix the rest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Children
1: have so much to teach us if we just pay attention.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that. Listen, we've been going for over an hour and I love it so much. And I could just sit here and I could just talk to you forever. I honestly, honestly could talk to you forever. I feel like I learned so much. Jane has said, Cheryl speaks so well. She's so good with words. And That's I say fun. that all the time about her because I honestly, I've never met someone so eloquent with the way they say things. You're and so it's, it's true though. It's absolutely true. And I mean it 100%. Um, and like you say, it doesn't matter if we disagree with ups i disagree with my best friend who i've been best friends for 20 years with you know we, we love each other it's not I don't want to be around yes people you know um so I'm not, I, I do sometimes but I, I mean it would like you said it would be boring if we're all the same so you know this has been such a great chat and i've loved, loved it. it and i feel like we should do another one at some point on parenting we will trigger a lot of people <laughs> i tell you what i'll put a trigger warning on it no i won't really no, <laughs> no. I won't, I won't. No. anyway thank you everyone for listening to us today thank you for all your questions um they've been brilliant and yeah i've loved this so thank you cheryl for joining me thank you thanks for inviting me (laughs) no worries we got there in the end didn't we i'll see you soon (laughs) you do bye